Children born to single parent homes. I'm talking real issues, real That's time. That's problem. It starts with us. It begins with us. We need to choose each other. You understand? We can win this thing. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. I am your host. This is the Queen Rain Podcast, and my name is Rain Raphael. I wanted to do an installment. Um, Recently, you guys, I don't know if you guys know, but if you follow me on my Sincerely Rain Raphael page at facebook.com slash Rain Raphael, you know that today is uh, August 7th of 2019. And on the seventh day of the eighth month, I am launching something called the Book of Joe. Um, the Book of Joe is a revelation, note-taking situation of me just sharing with you guys the revelations I've had from this assignment put on my life to ingest the entire Bible in a year. I will be reading the entire Bible chronologically, and as I come up with things, as I discover things, as I see things, um, I am told to share them in my spirit. So um, this is the first of that. The first book of in, uh, the first book of Joe installment, if I can talk, is based in two things. Okay, the first message that I want to deliver to you all is that this world is the world of balance. Okay, this is the world of balance. So as we read in the book of Genesis, how God made the earth and then made the people in it, the first thing that God does is draw the line. He draws the line of dark and light, and that becomes in essence, the God that we serve, okay? Now, I'm not a super huge religious person, but I do know God. I know him well. If you've read my book, I Never Did Like Pink, then you know that I have these things that I believe in. Um, God is my homie. Uh, my son is a testament to my faith story and all of that. So this is not this is not a shock to those who know me, know me. Um, those who don't know me or who have not read the book, welcome, because this is a intimate portion of my life. This is who I am on the inside that I don't necessarily always show. So I call it the book of Joe from my first name, which is Joanna, which means God is gracious in Hebrew. It also means God's grace if you put that together. And um, I believe that that is the original charge on my life is to be an example of the grace of God. And so I'm going to go ahead and live out some of my life in those things in hopes to honor the God that I serve and just be obedient to him in this way. All right. So I wanted to first tell y'all who are concerned about what this life is about here on earth, that this life is about balance. This life is about God being the God he is before, during, and after you. All right. And before you, he was the God amongst angels and God in a heaven that I would like to call the upper room. The upper room has since been separated. So now we have the upper room, all right? We have the upper deck, and then we have us, right? Which is the lower deck, all right? The reason why I have a feeling that this is true, and granted, it may not be true, but this is what's on my spirit. The reason why I believe in a three-tiered God system is because we have a three-tiered God system right here on earth. And in Genesis, the first thing that God says he does outside of create light is create the sky. And when he says he created sky, he created it as a vault between the waters. All right. So there was waters 
and he created a vault between waters, which means there's water above the sky, if we want to believe this, and there's water below the sky as well. If this is true, then that means there's an ocean above us, full of the same things that's in our ocean. And that makes most sense because when we think of the as it is in heaven, right, that we, we all recite, we don't take apart the fact that that is a statement that matters, that does matter, that the earth as it is in heaven is a thing that God desires for us, right? So he went and created the earth as it is in heaven, all right? So when God came up with fish and he came up with animals and he came up with people, it's because those beings spiritually exist in heaven. And there's a spiritual ocean in heaven. And there's a spiritual sky in heaven. And there's a spiritual earth in heaven. And if you were a Jehovah's Witness, then you believe in a new system of things where we would have an earthly heaven existence, an earthly paradise that comes after the Armageddon. And there's many religions who also believe that there will be a destruction of this earth in fire and that they will be reincarnated after that into a spiritual being or some will receive new bodies in which they get to roam the earth in perfection. And these ideas that there's a new system of heaven coming are congruent with my idea of that there is a triad of existences. And we experience a tiny monicum of that triad of existence when we think about the fact that we have a mental, an emotional, and a physical being, right? That emotional being is our spiritual side. That's what we feel. We know something. We know things. Our intuition, that, that spiritual inspiration that happens, that notice of God, we know that, right? That's that breath of life that God breathed into Adam in Genesis that transferred his DNA into us. Why would God transfer his DNA into us? Well, if we keep on talking about the same God of then, that is the same God of now, that will be the same God tomorrow, that God doesn't think it's okay for anyone to be alone. He said God, God said that Adam shouldn't be alone, right? He said so much that he, he shouldn't be alone that he went to the extent to make sure he was never lonely. So he created all the animals in the earth. Now you take a seat back and you think of how many animals are on this earth. That's just how much unaloneness God wants us to have. He don't want us to be alone. But in those animals, as many animals as there were, there was not a suitable helper for Adam, God says. So the suitable helper, the most suitable, was someone who identifies as him, uh, each in its own kind, the 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 Genesis says, right? So each of its own kind, each unto its kind. So that, that means God then took a suitable partner and made that suitable partner for him. And with that decision, God changed the level of love. Because before this, Adam had friendship in all the animals. What's man's best friend, we say? An animal. It's a dog, right? And that's how God has made us to be. We have the concern and the love for the bunnies outside. We have turtles in our houses. We have snakes. We have all kinds of amazing, beautiful animals that we love and we take friendship in. Correct? All right. Well, that's the friendship version of love in physical form. Right? But then we also have a physical love that's romantic. That's a helper. And that's between the man and the woman that God created for him. Correct? Okay. So, I mean, this is not something to slander homosexuality in the least because you know, like I know, if you know me, that I believe that that takes place on a spiritual level when we talk about love. All right? And love taking place on a spiritual level has nothing to do with the organs, the physical body part organs of the body. 
all right? Spirits don't have sexual parts. They have to inhabit a body to create sex, all right? So that's that. But the fact that we have those abilities to a certain degree is all necessary and par for the course because God didn't want to be alone in his creation ability. He gave us the ability to create as well. Maybe not on the magnitude of level as him, but if one person can change the world, then you have just a small glimpse of what God thinks we can do, right? So if that's the case, and you look at the, the level of magnitude and the magnitude of mega stardom and things like that, then, you know, Jesus Christ was a real superstar out here, okay? And the magnitude of his existence is what we use in order to transfer our physical existence into a godlike being where we be, where we could transfer our creativity in the physical sense to a spiritual creativity when we die right going back to these tears that i i discovered if the vault was created between the two waters creating a heaven and creating an earth and then there was still water above the heaven then that means there's a heavenly ocean a heavenly earth and a heavenly heaven as well all right, so there's three tiers above us. We are the three tiers below it, right? In the upper deck is where our ancestry lies until the second coming of Christ. Those of us who believe in Jesus, who are on the team, Jesus team like me, believe that Jesus is the mainstream. The story of Jesus is the story and roadmap to salvation. The story of salvation is the roadmap to our graduation into God beings. Okay, that graduation into God beings is the is the ability to hang out with the biggest homie of them all, which is God himself. Right. And to be able to work our 12 to 12 because there's no sleep in heaven. Right. Our 12 to 12. As creators of God, like creators in the in the light of God. Right. But in order to be able to create on this magnitude, you know, heavy lies the head of the crown. We go to my second point, my second part of this message, which is. The burden of wisdom. When we think about the burden of wisdom, that is in essence what it means to take on the responsibility of being a child of God. And when you're a child of God, you now have the burden of wisdom. Why? Because Adam and Eve decided to be hungry and eat from the tree God said not to. It is said that the serpent that was bound to the tree could not be set free from that tree unless Adam and Eve were disobedient. And that was the tactic behind the serpent convincing Eve to eat, the, eat of it. But the reason why that serpent was bound there is because there was no need for evil in the beautiful paradise of Eden. Right? Everything was balanced. You had wisdom balanced by the tree of life. There was no need to understand good and evil because all things were good. Right. But now we move into a certain circumstance because of Eve's disobedience, because of her lack of wisdom. She eats from the tr from the tree and then she gives it to Adam because she can't discern. Wisdom is a part of discernment. It's the byproduct of discernment. When you're able to discern the good from the bad, you're able to choose what is righteous by choosing what is righteous makes you more like God. Right. Not to say that we want to be God, but we want to earn our right as God's children, don't we? I do, right? So if I want to earn my right as God's child, and I want to do what's pleasing unto God because I want to sit with God and next to God one day and understand him and be able to relate to him on a level or two, then I have to understand that that decision to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, a.k.a. the tree of wisdom, is now the charge and legacy of Adam and Eve on us. 
And as descendants of Adam and Eve, we now have a legacy to conquer wisdom. So the burden of wisdom, y'all, is what I know to be that feeling of selflessness, right? Selflessness can sometimes come off like helplessness as well. You know why? Because to be righteous is to choose others outside of yourself at all times. It's to do the good at all times like God. You have to believe that God is good in order to believe this to be true. Let's think about sin. Let's think about what happens with sin, okay? When Cain, the next the next story of the Bible, when Cain is working in the fields alongside his brother who is shepherding, and his brother brings forth an offering to God, right, to thank God for giving him this uh, this flock. He brings him the first of his fruits, right? And when you think of Cain, Cain said, well, God, I need energy. I need to be able to, to, to sustain myself. So I'm going to take what's mine and I'm going to give you all the rest. I do believe their heart was in the right place, right? They both knew that they needed to thank God for what God had done for them. But God showed favor to Abel because Abel gave in faith. He didn't know if there was more coming after the first he gave. He didn't know if anything else was coming after that. But he gave from his first with knowledge that God is good. With the wisdom and the discernment to know that God would balance him. Should he give of it, God would replace it. Because God is a balanced, just, and fair God. Right? That's what Abel did. But Cain wasn't sure if this was all that was coming to him. So Cain took what was his and gave the rest to God. And God didn't show the same amount of favor. So Cain, being unwilling to carry the burden of wisdom which means utter selflessness, decided that if I knock out my competition, then, hey, all the, the favor would be left for me, right? And that is the logic, the logic, I'm sorry, of evil. That if you cancel something, then the blessings of that something belong to you. When people steal from others, they selfishly choose themselves over the needs provided with that money. For the persons that they don't know about or that they do know about. They choose themselves over those people. Right? That's in essence what sin is. And God warned Cain. He said to him, why don't you just do what's right? Because if you continue to do it the wrong way, that evil, that sin is going to consume you. And sure enough, next passage, he takes his brother into the field and he kills him. Consumed with the selfishness. Right? So... After that, God punishes Cain, just like he punished Adam and Eve. But let's relook at a punishment because those who are good don't punish others. We redirect, right? So if God is good all the time, then he can't possibly be punishing either one of them. What he's doing is redirecting them. So God seeks to redirect Cain onto a path that will offer him the discernment necessary to become a child of God when he transcends, right? So because of Eve and Adam, the transition has to happen. You have to die now in order to become what was intended for you, right? In order to get back to the Eden, right? So the reason why we have to live through and endure this earth is because in our endurance, in our lifetime, we will come to the understanding of the balance, right? 
of what it is to be born and what it is to die. We have to have that full understanding of the balance in order to be able to join God. Right? So I'm hoping that you guys understand this because I really needed to share it with you guys. So in order for Cain to become a child of God and join God in his death, he has to complete the path that God set him on. If he's to come into his purpose, he has to balance the loss of his brother and understand that that loss had a lot of value. And the, the value, the cost, the price of Abel is a lifetime of fruitless labor that now Cain has to pay. That's the cost. All right, that's the bill that God set forth. And then Cain said, that's too much, God, because if they find out that I killed my brother, they're going to kill me while I'm working. God said, nah, I got you covered. I'm going to go ahead and cover you with a mark. That way they know what you're working for is to pay me back. They're not going to kill you. They're going to let you go ahead and finish that out for me. All right? And that's, and that's exactly how God is. Same God today, same God tomorrow, same God yesterday. Okay? He's going to make sure you understand the balance of what you take by giving what you take back in full, right? How do we know that God is a God of balance? Well, he made the sun with the moon. He made the man with the woman. He made the light with the dark. He made the happy with the sad. He made the sun and the rain. God does all things in equal balance. Why? Because that is the charge of our life and that is the wisdom he experiences. So when the serpent warned Adam and Eve, or actually the serpent just warned Eve and said to Eve, the only reason why God doesn't want you to eat from this tree is because you're going to be like him. He wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. He just didn't tell the whole truth. And the whole truth is the, is the burden that wisdom places on your life. I'm telling you, you will suffer far more trying to be good in a situation that's bad than you ever will from having all good things happen to you. Right? This is why the last will be first. Right? This is why the people of God are at the bottom right now in this world. Why? Because this world is at the bottom of God. All right? So you can't be comfortable if you're a child of God in this world. You can't be. You're going to wake up every day and see desolation, see hurt, see pain, see something to cry for, something to pray for, something to worship God for, something to bless God for, something to keep you from. You're going to wake up every day looking for more God if you're a child of God in this world. Why? Because this, this world is not going to offer you God. You have to go get him. That's what makes this hell. They said, what you say? This is hell. Yes. The earth is hell. And to live here eternally is to be damned to hell. Right? And this earth is going to burn. This earth is going to burn according to the scripture. I haven't gotten all the way there yet. But so far what I read in Genesis, we already know. We kind of know how this story ends. But the reason this earth is going to burn is because God promises with the rainbow he'll never flood it again. Next time he promises it's going to be fire. But there is going to be a next time. The sky is going to crack open. My homie Jesus is going to come down. We're going to fight a spiritual battle against these evils that we're currently fighting right now. The earth is on fire spiritually right now. Burning up. When you got ministers raping children. When you got pastors leaving the pulpit from, from adultery and, and embezzlement. When you got the people of God confused as to who are the people of God. 
that's when you know we're on fire right now. We're fighting a battle right now, right? And the path to salvation is the choice. The choice is from the discernment. The discernment grants the wisdom. The wisdom is the path to God, right? That's the path we chose or that was chosen for us by even Adam. How did we? How are we going to get to God? We're going to get to God by having to discern and, and, and to go through wisdom. So then what, what I'm saying though, Rain, how is this? How is this hell? Well, it's hell because it's opposite of what was intended for us. The Garden of Eden was a paradise. And so we ruined paradise, you're saying, Rain, simply from eating from tr the tree of knowledge of good and evil, simply from having wisdom, we ruined paradise? Of course you have. Why? Because you worry now. You worry. Worry gains you stress. Stress kills you. Oh, so that's why God said you will surely die. Not because he was going to kill us, but because the stress was. Yeah. God is too good to make you to break you. That's not what he's trying to do. But you're going to die. Why? Because you can't handle the amount of stress I have to go through every day. Thus says the God we know. Right? We have all this worry, all this thought, all of these things we have to weigh out on a consistent basis. Right? One man murders a child. If I murder that man, then their mother suffers. And their mother has served me her whole life. What, 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 so what am I to do with him? And when does it stop? I love the movie The Shack because there's a part in that the movie The Shack where Mackenzie goes into the well of wisdom, the cave of wisdom. And he has to discern which one of his children that he loves so much should go to heaven and which one should go to hell. And only one of them gets to go. Right? But both of them have sinned. Right? And she asked him, which one, which one, which one are we sending? And Mackenzie can't make the choice. He can't do it. Why? Because he loves them both. And that is the position God is in with every child of his. Every child of his that cannot master their decision, that cannot master the wisdom to understand, to fully, to fully understand what it takes to love all the time, always and forever, to love everyone. Despite your decisions, despite your breaks, despite your, your sins. To have to love you anyway. Because he does. Because he's good all the time. You have to believe he's good all the time to believe what I'm saying. Right? Some of y'all right now rolling your eyes and sucking your teeth because you've given up. Because you lack faith. Because you believe God has done something to hurt you. As opposed to understanding with the wisdom. The burden of wisdom it takes. See, the burden of wisdom will have you accept the fact that your daughter was raped and killed. And didn't deserve it. Innocent baby taken out of your hands. Raped and killed. But wisdom would have you understand. That God is working on your behalf for the good of the situation. Despite the choice that somebody made. To go opposite the wisdom. The only way to be a child of God is to take up your burden of wisdom. It is a burden. It really is. And being a child of God who takes up the burden of wisdom, in essence, takes up your purpose. So if you're roaming your life and you can't find what your purpose is and you have no way of understanding what, you're, what it is that God has called you to do, if you're stuck, the reason why you're stuck is because you refuse to take up your burden. Of wisdom there is something in you that's telling you you can't when all things are possible through God right so you're saying you know I, I, 
I believe I can do this, but I don't think that I can because I don't have the credentials or I've never, I've never been able to do this well. So I'm not, I'm not going to try to do that. And you're stuck shuffling your purpose around because you refuse to take up the burden of wisdom to understand that there's a good and a bad balance, right? And you're jealous of the people around you who are succeeding, who are moving forward, who are doing love because you don't see yourself in them. You don't see yourself in them because you're wallowing in selfishness. You choose your pain over all the good around you, right? When you choose one side as opposed to the balanced side of wisdom, you lose, right? There's a good way to spend a thousand dollars, right? The good way to spend a thousand dollars is to buy your son whatever he wants, right? That's a good thing. There's a bad way to spend a thousand dollars over at the casino, wasting it away, right? Gambling, trying to get lucky. And then there's a righteous way to spend a thousand dollars, which is in service to the people of God. That's the balance. That's the balance. Is it a good thing? Yes. Is it bad to serve the people of God? Sometimes, because sometimes the people of God have not chosen to be wise, meaning they have not chosen to live a balanced, righteous life themselves. But here we are in servitude of them while they criticize Maka. Some of y'all are mocking me right now. Who is this girl with a baby out of wedlock who decides that she can curse here and there, but she can also deliver the words of God? What? Who do I think I am? Some of y'all ain't going to listen to this. And I know that. And that's okay. But I'm here to tell you, if you pick up your burden of wisdom to be able to discern from what I'm saying, the good of it, from the bad of the person delivering it and the imperfect person that's delivering it. You have done the righteous thing, which is what you're supposed to do, which is heed the word of God, no matter what. So all of us have a charge on our life to take up the burden of wisdom and to discern from good and bad daily. All right. That's that's our burden. That's the reason why we're here. That's what we have to do in order to ascend. Because when we get to heaven, our 12 to 12 is to create as God's children, to do what our father does, to be like him and to prove we are his children by creating. We're the only one who gets who gets the chance at that glimpse. We're the only ones who had to choose. And even the Bible, it says that we'll be looking differently to those who are in the in the heavens that we know, that we choose, that we excel to. We'll be looking different to them. Because we come from this place. We come from the bloodline of the Jesus sacrifice. And because we come through the bloodline of the salvational sacrifice, we're going to look different to those who didn't have to go through this. Right? Because there are alternate realms, alternate earths, alternate things going on in the world. Why do we believe that? Why do we know that? Because we know that when 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 uh, God made man, he said, let us make him in our image. There's an us there, meaning that God was in good company. Which is consistent with his idea that no one should be alone. Because he wasn't alone. And when Satan comes to visit God in the meeting of the angels to talk about Job, which I eventually will get to. They asked Satan, what was he doing? And he was like, oh, I'm, you know, just roaming about the earth, you know, coming to and fro. What you doing here is what he said. But there was a meeting called. A meeting called, meaning that they had God's phone number. Meaning that they was cool with him. They'd be around him all the time. It was a meeting amongst the peers. When you have a meeting, you have a meeting amongst your co-workers. There's a 12 to 12 going on in the kingdom of heaven right now. And they're working. I know for a fact that my great-grandmother is interceding on the behalf of her family. That is her daily job. From 12 to 12. That's what she's doing. 
right? And we will have jobs if we make it there. And it will be our pleasant honor to have that job. And we'll be able to discern with wisdom why it's necessary for us to complete our tasks given to us in our jobs because we will have had the experience of earth and we will have endured the hell of earth in order to understand the beauty of heaven. We will have that wisdom as the children of God and we will be blessed for it. So when you go through your trials and you go through your tribulations and you go through your pain, remember that it's all for the balance. Everything that you're going through, everything that you had to go through, everything that you've had to have happen to you, you had to have it had happen to you so that you can discern the good parallel to it and do the righteous thing with that wisdom. And by you being able to do the righteous thing with that wisdom, only you will be able to bring more people into heaven. Only this line that comes from the bloodline of Jesus will be able to reproduce more people in heaven. Because the only reproductive God that is in heaven right now is the God we serve. He's the only one. That's why Lucifer can't stand him because he wasn't able to re reproduce life. Lucifer was a musician. He was supposed to create music that had life in it. But that was his chore. That was his job. That was his assignment. He didn't want that one. He wanted to be able to create life. And the reason that he can't create life is because that is the job of the God we serve. And God decided to make us his children. And to further understand, this is him turning the bad, turning the disrespect, turning the disobedience into the good. And for him turning the bad into the good, we will have everlasting life in wisdom and discernment, in righteousness, next to God, as baby creators. For now and forevermore. And for that, we should be really excited. And this is just the first part of what I read. So, I thank you guys for listening. That's all for today. But um, I will be back, I'm sure, again, from the Book of Joe, giving you guys some of my revelations um, as I read the entire Bible in this year chronologically um, and discern what wisdom comes to me from it through my relationship with God, um, which is very unorthodox. Um, it's not religious. It's, it's not what you would expect, but it's super authentic and it's definitely genuine. And I know God and I know him well, and I want to continue to share what I learned with him. So anytime you see me post uh, this podcast or anything that headlines as the book of Joe, you know that it has something to do with the revelation that God has given me um, from the Bible. All right. And I hope this was a blessing to you to pick up your uh, burden of wisdom proudly and to do the work, the wisdom work, in spite of your differences, in spite of your trials, to live selflessly and to always choose uh, righteousness and the and the the balanced line of wisdom over what you think is good and over what you think is bad and over what you feel and over what and over yourself. Um, always choose the selfless route. Okay, I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. For the latest updates on the Queen Rain podcast. Follow us on Facebook.com slash RainRaphael or Instagram at Queen Rain Podcast.